Hello, I'm Lisa Mirable, EAC board member, and this is the EAC Network's More To Do podcast. And I'm here today with Robert Strickoff, my co-host, who is the Chief Development Officer for the EAC Network. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having us. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing so well. It's a beautiful day out, and it's summertime. What could be better? It's summertime, people planning vacations, but for us at EAC, there's always more to do. That's so true. Every day, there's so much more to do, and no one knows that better than our guest that we have today, and this is Mary Coyle. Hi, Mary. How are you today? Hi, Lisa. Hi, Bob. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, we're so excited to have you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your position at the EAC Network? So um, I'm Mary Coyle. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm the Senior Director for Senior Services, Nutrition, Education, and Food Services at EAC Network. That's amazing. So you deal with our senior programs on a daily basis. Yes, I do. Yes, I'm very proud to be the senior director and um, you know we've we do such great work uh, for the residents of Nassau County and I'm so happy to be in this role and to um, make life better for our seniors. You know I didn't realize that EAC Network provided Meals on Wheels. I know it's amazing Uh, if you look at all of the uh, the mission statement and the impact that we make on the 60,000 people that we serve on a yearly basis, Suffolk, Nassau, and New York City, uh, you know, you, you can't forget seniors. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll start the podcast by saying, Mary, I went on a ride along with a uh, Meals on Wheels, uh, one of your drivers. And uh, I walk up and I say, hi, my name is Bob Strickoff. And he says, are you kidding? And I said, why would I be kidding? He goes, <laughs> my name is Jerry Strickoff. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> And we're long lost cousins, uh, <laughs> and and we met each other, you know, in the uh, parking lot of the center in uh, 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 Long Beach, right? And uh, so, uh, Jerry, if you're out there, keep up the great work. Um, I think every all of our listeners should go on a ride along. It's one of the most special moments you can have in your life. Not only are you providing food to a senior who needs it. But uh, when we went, I think we did four or five uh, stops in in uh, in a day, and I and I sort of said, Mary, and you and you can back to this back this up when you talk about it. I'm like, why is there only four or five stops? We can make twenty stops, right? And he says, you'll see. Um, so it's not just food; it's conversation. It's it's keeping them company. The, you know, the the first woman opened the door before we even knocked on it, and she was waiting for the food. But she really was waiting for us to talk to her. So, Mary, I would love for you to uh, talk about Meals on Wheels uh, and and the impact that it has in Nassau County. So we have actually one of the largest program, uh, largest Meals on Wheels program in Nassau County. Um, we um, were we're based in the on the south shore of Long Island, and then we we cover towns in the middle. Um, the the catchment area is divided up by three providers, and um, you know we have a large, um, a large pocket of people uh, in the middle and mostly on the south. Um, our clients range in age from sixty to one hundred and three. Wow, one hundred and three! And actually, it's very interesting because people often think that sixty-year-olds you know, um, like I'm five years from being 60 myself, but a lot of, a lot of the uh, younger seniors on our program are actually, they have a lot of um, 
health issues and mobility issues, and they're actually uh, quite frail. And then we, um, a lot of our older seniors, 95, and the, the old, our oldest client, 103, they're actually in pretty good shape. So it's hard to tell who, you know, who would qualify for the program. Um, you know, we get a range of different uh, people, different abilities, but they're all homebound. They're all socially isolated and they're not able to make their own food. Mm. So that's where we step in. All right, so it's not just food, right? Though, Mary, it's, it's really, you talk about being homebound and you talk about them being restricted to their, to their home. And that means they're restricted to talking to people, that they're restricted to meeting new people. They're restricted to social interaction. And as humans, right, we need social interaction, whether we're 52, 92, or 103. Um, so I, I'm sure that that's one of the most important parts of the Meals on Wheels program. Yes. And, you know, um, so for some the for a senior who's socially isolated, the, it's, it's really detrimental to their health. There's studies that show that it's equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. I mean, it's really bad for your health to be socially isolated. And that's a, a great part of our program. You know, we have um, we have drivers who get to know the clients. They develop a relationship. They have a little conversation every day with them. And the client looks forward to that. And even the drivers too, like if, if we have a client who goes into the hospital, the drivers will call and say, well, how's Mrs. Jones doing? When do you think she'll be back? You know, they, they really care about the clients. But, um, you know, we have, like we often get calls from daughters in California or sons in Florida saying, you know, my mom or my dad, you know, I don't think they're doing well. And, and um, you know, people, family support is not often local. You know, people can be in different states and it's very, very difficult for them. They would actually be called the sandwich generation because they're taking, trying to take care of their elder, elder uh, parents and then their own children. So right. it's very hard for them to, to manage it all. And wow. especially during COVID, it was, it was terrible. And, and during COVID too, I'm sorry, Lisa, to interrupt. Uh, EAC, we're always proud that we continued our operations. We continued to provide food uh, uh, during COVID, which was, you know, obviously uh, hurt and struck a lot of people. But EAC stood right by there every single day and still provided, you know, food and, and companionship to our Nassau County seniors. I was just going to say that there's 300,000 people in Nassau County that are 60 years of age or older. And the statistic that I recall from our last podcast that we had when Neela was here, that you provided, I believe, 170,000 meals in Nassau County in 2021. That's a phenomenal amount of meals. And then when you talk about the isolation. It's 180,000. Oh, 180,000. Uh, so almost 180,000 meals, yes. And during, see the first year of COVID, our meal, our numbers went sky high. We were like, uh, we were like 110% higher than normal. Wow. It was yeah. unbelievable because, you know, at, at, the, at the very beginning, um, we, you know, we had to change our model overnight. Basically, we were getting hot food from the hospitals. We were using a lot of volunteers and we couldn't do that anymore. So we never missed one day. And yet we had to change our model overnight to uh, frozen food. To frozen food. So now is this uh, a kitchen? Are you um, 
heating the meals, packing them, and delivering them? How, t- walk me through what is the process. Yeah, so we actually purchase the food from vendors. We have a kosher vendor, and we have we actually have um, two vendors at this point, and it's um, the meals are you know they're, it's really good meals, and they, they come to us packed and bagged, ready for they come in refrigerated um, vehicles, and, and then they're packed. And then our drivers are waiting to take them off the truck. They put them in their vans and then off they go to um, deliver the food. So it's all done within under a two hour period in the morning. That's fabulous. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and so uh, Mary mentioned that we have a kosher menu. Yes. Uh, I think we have a vegetarian menu. Is that also correct? If, if, if yes, people yes. Are we can get vegetarian food from one of our vendors. Yeah. And we have really, you know, we have, our food is really nice. Um, and it meets one third of the RDIs, which is the required uh, daily intake. Um, we're, we, we used to do 10 meals a week, but now we're, we're doing five meals a week. And um, it's assumed that people will have their own breakfast and they'll, they'll use the meal for either lunch or dinner. So did you see a price increase through COVID because you had to, uh, one, change your business model, and then two, 110% increase in the need for seniors through COVID? We did. We didn't see it right away, but but our prices have been, we've had to, you know, pay more. They, they, the, the price of food and gas is just, you know, it's just gone yep. through the roof. So we were affected by that as well. And, you know, the more we pay, the, the less people we can put on the program. So that's why it's really important that, you know, we don't have a waiting list. Like, we are so proud to say that we don't have a waiting list. We, um, we do a comprehensive assessment. And if somebody needs the meals, um, t- technically, we're supposed to put them on by 10 days. But there's days I'll give approval to put them on the next day or within 48 hours. I mean, we, we make it happen. We are so dedicated to making sure that Nassau County seniors don't go hungry. Listen, is if there's a car dealership sponsor that's uh, listening, uh, I'm sure we can use an electric car and uh, try to avoid some of the gas costs that are out there. So uh, if any uh, you know dealerships are listening, uh, please support EAC. We can certainly use an electric car to provide these meals. And as Mary just talked about, we're saving people's lives. Um, you said something about cigarettes, and you said um, isolation equals uh, if you're isolated, the seniors isolate. Can you talk about that? I, that was an interesting part, and I, I didn't want to gloss over that. Yeah. yeah. So um, the recent studies, I read this on the Meals on Wheels America website, show that people who are socially isolated, it actually affects them physically, and it's it, it's detrimental to their health, to the equivalency of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So if you're if you're socially isolated, you're not talking to anyone, you know, it can really negatively affect your health. People, people don't realize that, that, that the social, that your emotional well-being is really important, just as important as your physical well-being. Absolutely. I know that when I'm walking down the street and someone smiles at me, I, I feel better, right? <laughs> yeah. So if I'm in a room or in my house all day and then all of a sudden I'm greeted by someone, if I was isolated, I'm sure it would have an effect on my, on my mental health. And when you think about, you know, seniors, and, and you, you said it, right? Our, our families are everywhere today, right? We don't, most of us don't live in the same town with our entire family. P- 
people are everywhere. So you don't have the support as a senior that you used to have, you know, generations ago. You know, now yeah. our now yeah. our, our children are leaving, right? They can't necessarily yeah. afford to be here themselves and and uh, we're left alone and that is isolating. That has a mental health issue. It has a you know, nutritional and medical issues that can come up. So this is a very important program. So everyone that's listening today, I'm going to put in the sales pitch. Please go to the eacnetwork.org. There is a button there that says um, 2022. That's our ongoing uh, donation campaign for 2022. We're just asking for $20.22. Help us feed a senior. Please uh, get on your computers, on your phone, Click that red button and make the donation today. Yeah, thank you. That that would that's very important. We, and we also need to spread the word, right? Uh, I think part of it is that people think of Meals on Wheels that that someone else does it, or 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 the government does it, or that you know it's it's a it's a handout. Uh, it costs money to to provide these these uh, meals. And as Mary talked about, uh, the co- the cost of gas is uh, is a big factor in, in, in that cost. So it, it's a program that EAC is proud of. Uh, I know Mary is proud of uh, the pro- that she runs this program. It's one of our uh, you know spotlight programs because uh, it affects seniors every single day. So please support EAC. Uh, go to our website, uh, donate twenty dollars and twenty two cents, and then share it with your friends because uh, it's very important that we uh, we tell people about what we do and the impact that we have on seniors in in Nassau County. Well, that's just one thing that Mary does, right, Mary? You have in-home care, correct? Yes, yes, we do. We also um, um, provide senior case management, and that's another wonderful program because in that program, um, when we get a referral, we we actually send a case manager to do an in-home comprehensive assessment. So it takes a look at all the needs. We can we can link the senior to services, including home care. We can um, do a Medicaid application, apply for food stamps. We can, um, depending on the circumstances, we can try and link the client to any services that would allow them to live, um, to stay in their home and to live with dignity and um, you know, because nobody wants to go into a nursing home. Yeah. You know, the people want to stay in their community, and that's what's great about this program. We can then, if they qualify, we can uh, get them up to 20 hours a week in, in home care with an aide. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, there's a cost share for that program, and it's based on a formula, but for very low-income people, the cost can be zero, so it's, it can be a free service. And where can seniors find information on this uh, program if, if they need help? Wh- who they sh- who should they be calling? Yeah, they can go to our website and they can also call our Long Beach office. Um, if and you and like, what's the number the for the Long number? Beach office? You want, want me to say the phone number? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's 516-992-0081. And anyone can make a referral you know, either the client themselves, a neighbor, a daughter, a family member, a doctor, you know, we get referrals from all over. So um, if you would call that number, we will um, complete an intake form and um, a case manager will make a home visit. And that's a free service. It's, um, it's we're sponsored by Nassau County Office for the Aging. And um, it's really a great program for seniors who need a little more help to live independently. And keep them safe, right? 
Keep them safe, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mary, th th this comes to, uh, uh, you make a point about this program and, and how we're helping seniors. Uh, it, it makes me think of Carol O'Neill, your, your predecessor. Um, and of course, you know, she was a, you know, tragically passed away, uh, worked at EAC, I think, for 35 years. Um, can wow. you talk a little bit about Carol and, and, and her legacy, the work that she, that she did for EAC and for seniors and, and, and her legacy uh, that, that you still, you and all your staff uh, still to this day talk about? Yes, yes. You know, we, we miss Carol terribly. Carol was such a, she was a geriatric social worker. She was dedicated to seniors. She loved her work. Um, she, you know, she was she was a dynamo. She had more energy than us all put together. And um, you know, when she passed away, we were really sad. And you know, I have very big shoes to fill. Um, I'm trying my best. And there's times that I'll I'll say to myself, even now, you know, wonder what Carol would think about that. Oh, wow. um, yeah, she was a great, uh, she was a great colleague and she was a great mentor, even though I'm only, I, I've been with EAC since 2015, but I've worked with Carol for over 20 years, oh. you know, she, yeah, I've been in, in senior services a long time myself, but, you know, Carol was, she was just wonderful and she was a great, Carol was a great advocate for seniors. You know, if she got a call, she would, and, and she felt strongly that that person, you know, she wanted to help. She would have bent over backwards to make sure that the person got what they needed. And, you know, I try to emulate that. And, um, you know, I'm passionate about the work myself. And I just, I just, I'm really, I'm really happy to, um, you know, to be in this role. I think it's very fulfilling and it gives me, um, you know, it's just, it's a great feeling to be, to, to know that you're really making a difference in somebody's life. It's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, on the surface, but it's, you know, you're really making a difference. Yeah. Mary, what brought you to, you know, working with seniors and what brought you to the EAC network? Uh, I know you introduced yourself, but uh, uh, tell us a little bit about you and, and, and what brought you here and, and what, what, what's, what's your passion? I mean, I, I can hear it through your conversation, but What's your passion uh, uh, with with the work that you do? Um, you know, it's it's so funny, Bob. I've had a I've had an interesting background. I was actually born in Derry in Northern Ireland, and I'm the oldest of thirteen children. Wow! Wow! A good Irish Catholic. Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not hard to it's not hard to figure out what religion my parents were, but. Um, I, you know, w w family, uh, family was very, very important to us. And my grandparents were a big part of the family. And I always loved um, hanging out with my grandparents. And, you know, I loved the, the I, I loved and respected the role of elders. And I think that from a very young age, that's that stuck by me. Um, you know, I did, I actually, um, came out to this country when I was very young, when I was, I believe 20. And I worked as a nanny in Greenwich, Connecticut. I hadn't went to college um, and I saw how the other half looked, you know, it was like, it was, it was a very interesting experience yeah. because I was born actually in, and dairy was a war zone when I was growing up. So there was a lot of anti-oppressive practice and, you know, it was, it was difficult growing up in a war zone 
So I wanted to get away for a year and I thought, well, because I have, you know, I have experience with, um, I, I did a course on early childhood development for about a year at a, our local college. And I got this job as a nanny and, um, and then I decided I wanted to move to San Francisco for a couple of years. So I did that and I had, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a great, um, it was a great learning experience, but then I decided, you know what, I want to go back to, I want to have a formal education. And I decided to go back to Ireland and I did a bachelor's degree in social work. So that really opened my eyes to how, you know, um, the, the way I grew up, the, you know, we were under the British system and it's complicated, but it was basically, I was living in Northern Ireland in a, in a era when, you know, Catholics were discriminated against. And um, so I decided then after to, um, after I finished my degree and my bachelor's degree, I got, I applied for a master's degree at Hunter College and got, I got accepted. So I was really happy. Um, I did a master's degree for two years and um, I did um, elderly uh, mental health and um, working with seniors and I worked at a clinic in Brooklyn um, for my internship and I absolutely loved it. I said, wow, I really want to, um, you know, I want to specialize in working with seniors. It really, it, it just made so much sense and it all, I was just, it, it, it was a natural kind of you know, I wanted to go down that path and it all started to come together. And then um, after my master's degree, I did um, community mental health. I did counseling and um, I really enjoyed that too. But I wanted, I liked a bit, I liked a bit of both. I liked the administrative and the um, seeing clients piece of it. So um, I ended up uh, a visiting nurse association of Long Island. And when they closed down, I moved to EAC where they, where they took the contract for the home delivered meals and case management. So the legend is, no. So Mary's being uh, uh, humble when she left uh, that position, the meals on wheels came with her to EAC. So, uh. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that is, I'm sure very true. And she's being very humble, but when she left that agency, she brought the meals on wheels, uh, money program. and support, uh, program to EAC. So, you know, thank you so much for that. So Mary, how many people actually work within your program? How many people does it take to provide these meals to our seniors? So for the meals on wheels program, we have, uh, 10 drivers and we have, um, an additional staff of four so yeah it takes 14 people and we also have a few volunteers who've been with us one guy who's a fabulous volunteer has been doing it for over 20 years so he does it on his own time uses his own gas everything for 20 years wow. are you looking for volunteers not right now because we um you know the the volunteer piece of it is is a little harder and we don't any openings we have is is just you know any new clients goes on the paid drivers list got it got it and then you have the in-home care yes um, we have in we have senior in-home respite as well um and that's a fabulous program we have um so Christine Weber um, is the director of that program and she provides her and, and her case manager provide training to 
um, caregivers to provide in-home respite and give caregivers a break. And that can be uh, up to twice a week for six hours. How many people work within that program? Oh, sorry, two people, Christine Weber and Deborah Martz. Very good. And, and who are your partners in the Meals on Wheels? Who, who are our vendors, whether it's Nassau County or who, who are the people that are helping us you know, get these meals to, uh, to these you know, seniors? So Nassau County Office for the Aging um, provides the funding. And um, we have two vendors. We have A&G Foods and Hog Hog and Sally Desert is the um, contact person there. And then we have Maison, and they um, they are a kosher food vendor, and they're based in Woodside. And uh, David is a contact person. And how long have they been with EAC? How long have they been providing food to our uh, seniors? Maison has been with us for I believe twenty years. Wow. And A and G, I think just the past five years. Wow. We, you, you need corporate partners, right? You need you need private partners out there supporting EAC, supporting Nassau County, uh, and supporting this program. So thank you to those vendors that are, that are supporting uh, the EAC Meals on Wheel program. Thank you. I'm sure we couldn't uh, survive without our cor our corporate sponsors and our corporate partnerships. So th it is very important. Yeah. And like I said, uh, for more information on how to get involved, you can go to the eacnetwork.org. That's eac-network.org. Mary, uh, you know, we, this is the more to do podcast. So, uh, the floor is yours right now. If you were talking to, you know, we, we lobby city and state uh, council members, state legislators, you know, for more money and more funding, you know, give us, you know, it's 90 seconds, right? You don't have a lot of time with these elected officials because they, they deal with a lot of uh, other not-for-profits and they're all wonderful, right? I think we're the best because I think our impact, you see it every day, right? You see it in our streets, you see it in our neighborhoods. The impact is not, you know, someplace else. Um, so if you had 90 seconds and you were talking to, you know, uh, a state legislator who was, who was voting on whether we should support EAC or another group, what would you say in 90 seconds to that legislator? I would say please continue to support EAC. We provide Meals on Wheels to the people, to the most vulnerable seniors in Nassau County, seniors who have made this county what it is today and who are now at the end of their lives and need a little support. They deserve to stay in their own home, to be independent and to, you know, to have these meals so that their nutritional needs are, needs are met. We, um, the, more, the more funds we have, the more people we can put on the program. We never want to be in a position where there's a waiting list. And, you know, we are concerned about that right now because the cost of food has increased exponentially. And we're afraid that people, um, especially low income seniors of color, we want to make sure that we can reach them, that we can put them on the program and that they don't go hungry. And we feel that that's really vital um, work that we're doing. And the more funding we have means that the, the less people will go hungry. Well, I, I can't say any better than that. The more funding we have, the less people go hungry. So, uh, you know, thank you uh, for today. I really, you know, I, I know I appreciate it. Uh, I think our audience uh, learned a lot about not only Meals on Wheels, but all the programs that you're working on uh, for the EAC network. And again, if you can make a small donation, $20.22, 20 
You can text EAC2022 to 53555. That's, That's five e- three <laughs> five five five. Right. EAC twenty twenty two to five three five five five. Correct. Yeah. I got it right. You got it right, Without Robert. The script That's in front right. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And again, the impact of EAC affects us right here in our own communities, not outside. So let's let's do something that'll impact our neighbors, our family, our friends that are right here, Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens. And Buffalo, right? Now uh, we're in Buffalo. We have some programs up in we Buffalo. We have some programs upstate. We're trying to grow programs upstate. We're, we're working on that. That's the next podcast. All right. So there's always more to do here. And thank you, Mary, for joining us today. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.